Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Is this our second or third time talking today? Um, Second? Third? Fifth, I'm like, I know I'm fifth. like the only person that calls you, but I really well, enjoy talking to you on the phone, even when we're not recording it on a Zoom call. I do have people call me beside you. I do have a life. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a are job. Sure? I have a real job. Uh, uh, work calls do not count. It feels like they count because they call a lot. Do not put me in the bucket of work calls. <laughs> God. Sorry. Didn't mean to insult you. Well, <laughs> well, tonight's going to be fun. So we got a, uh, I fangirl over OGs. This happens every time, but I actually did some research for this one. So we got Ooh. a six time regional athlete, five podium finishes, five trips to the games, college wrestler, Navy seal, coffee aficionado, <gasps> YouTube sensation of Paying the Man. It's very popular. And now podcast host of Checking In, Josh Bridges. Josh, how are you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate, I'm doing good. Doing good. I really appreciate uh, the intro. <clears throat> no, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm uh, I'm excited to sit and chat with you guys. So, I mean, I was kind of blown, like, as I was looking at all the stuff you've done, like, you've got, like, quite the resume, dude. But I mean, besides the stuff you did before CrossFit, like now you are becoming like kind of this media sensation, uh, at least within our CrossFit community, your YouTube channels are really blown up and now you're doing uh, podcasting. Like how, how tough was it for you going from, you know, like kind of the athletic side into this, I mean, social media is weird, dude. Like, you know, Nikki and I say it all the time. We, you know, the, most of the, you know, a significant portion of the public's a little nuts. And once you start jumping into social media, it gets a little crazy. Like, how's it feeling for you? It's really been fun. I love it. No, really? it's not. Um, it's very, uh, <laughs> I was no, like, okay, been, cool. He's it's, so good at this. Been, <laughs> no, it's been interesting to say the least. Uh, I, I've never wanted to be, if I could get rid of social media today, I would in a heartbeat. Mm. It's not my thing. I don't like it. Um, exactly. It brings out the worst types of people for some reason. There is a lot of good aspect to it. There is you know, this sharing of, you know, connecting with people that you normally couldn't be, wouldn't be able to connect with. Um, but the amount of people out there that are not the people I'd want to hang out with is, is high. And they're the ones that you always, you know, they're, they're the ones that stick out. They're the, their comments are the ones that you remember they're, It's not the, it's not the, how many of them that are nice and great. It's the ones that like are, you know, I mean, some of the ones I've, I've always wanted to actually do a mean tweets or mean comments, you know, yes. like the old, the, the Jimmy Kimmel uh-huh. or whatever, or whatever. And I was like, it would, I have a good laundry list of, uh, of just comments where you're like, I don't even know where this comes from, but it's hilarious. And so, <clears throat> yeah, that, the whole social media thing has been interesting. The YouTube is very simple. It's basically me just working out. So that really isn't that hard. That is, that was an adjustment. It was like, ah, oh, there's just a camera here and I don't even really think about him anymore. And then I give a little talk at the end where I talk about the workout and things to think about some, maybe some, uh, maybe just some things that are on my mind and that's kind of, kind of cool. And kind of, uh, people are enjoying that. And then the podcast, when Coop said, Hey, let's do a podcast. I was like, man, nobody wants to hear me talk. You know, like I I'm know the, the feeling <laughs> I'm like the smartest guy. I don't speak elegantly, you know, like I, I, I use a lot of ums. I, I've been, li- I've had to like listen back to my podcast now and oh. I'm like, man, I hate, like, I'm like, uh-huh. I say, ex- I say exactly, or I'll do 
this like noise that I make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so, <laughs> oh my God, Josh, you would ride. never, you wouldn't have survived reporter boot camp at games. <laughs> That's bet. like the worst. But every year when we would get back, the broadcast team would get back together and we would, before games started, we'd sit in a room for a day and we would rewatch all of our footage leading up to like from regionals and from the interviews that we had done and whatever and and some of the studio stuff from the guys and the director would like start and stop and be like see what you did there don't do that and then they start it and stop it and be like on that see how you moved your hand don't do that don't say that you look stupid you sound ridiculous and it was like you just sit there like oh i'm waiting for my clip to come next i have to rewatch how much i suck right yeah it's it's a whole different world it's a whole different ball game right it's not like ah they put in effort, right? He tried really hard, like as like an like as being an athlete. Now it's mm-hmm. like, now nah, you sound stupid. You don't <laughs> sound that smart, and, and people tell you. are <laughs> right, and they're going to tell you. So yeah. it is what it is. Well, here's your fair warning, Josh. So when you do a podcast, um, I also was dealing with like kind of the worst of the worst on the the main page, but it's pretty easy to like block those people or not deal with them. You know, it's like really easy. The podcast is different because. When people hear you talk, they feel like they know you. They feel like they're like in your house having dinner with you. And when they come in to comment, they come in hot. Like they do. (laughs) They do. They do. Like they'll send you a message. Like they've known you their whole life. They don't say hi. They don't introduce themselves. It's just like, boom, let me tell you why you're wrong, motherfucker. And they just go at you. It's. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's different for girls because I get sometimes I get really sweet comments from girls that are like, I feel like I know you and like I just I just want to hang out. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want I want to hang out too. That's cool. (laughs) So I don't use I mean sometimes it sucks and sometimes people are assholes and you that is what it is. But like normally I don't get, but you guys are also you have different content. I feel like if someone subscribes to like me and my shit, it's real specific. You either like my dogs or you want to see me interview athletes. You guys are like, oh, you have a ton of other shit going on. Like John with all the memes and he's like trying to, you know, start conversation. And Josh, you're like everywhere from your accolades to your workouts, to your thoughts, to your coffee. Like, I feel like people have many more avenues to come at you hot. You know, those lanes are all on fire. I think the hard part is people think that I think I'm an expert. When I know damn well, <laughs> I'm not an expert at anything. And I do give my opinions on things and what I feel, uh, you know, like I have my, you know, the things that I want to talk about because I like to talk about them. <clears throat> but in no way do I consider myself an expert in anything. I'm always learning. And so people are going to tell me, hey, you're dumb. Like, this is stupid and why? And you're like, eh, okay, I'll deal with it. It, it is what it is. It, it is what it, it is. That's, I know. And that's just, it comes with being in the public, you know, being a public figure. And it's, it's yeah. it, you know, it's like, no, what, there's always downfalls to some certain things. I wouldn't even call it a downfall. It's just a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. You kind of know what you're getting into when you start. I, I get it. I agree. <laughs> right. I know I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know what I was getting into, Nikki. Not at all. You didn't? No. Really? No, not at all. I thought um, I thought I have had such rose-colored glasses and they went away so quickly. I am <laughs> like jaded from working in TV news, from like working in, in like at local news stations, because that was where like you think people online are bad. Pfft. People who watch the local news and then email in to the reporters to tell you that you like are wearing an outfit that is like not flattering. Those are the people. Those are the real original trolls. 
the OG trolls. Yeah. I'm, like, I, who watches the local news though? That's yeah, I, the yeah, thing, right? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Hey, I know. you have a job. <laughs> no, it was a long time ago, but even then those people, they were real. They were real and they had nothing better to do with their time than tell me that I needed more makeup at 5 a.m. when I was on the air. Something like literally there'll be times where my TV will just happen to be on the channel because I'm watching like a sporting event or something and the local news comes on afterwards and I won't really be paying attention to it. I'll be cooking or eating or something. And then I'll like kind of like catch a couple like topics they're talking about. I'm like, who the, who (laughs) watches? It's awful. I know. The worst thing that happened like around your, like where you live. Yes. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about this. Yes. I thought I lived in a nice place. That is 100% the reason I got out of it. Like I really wanted to do news and like bring people stories that mattered and information that mattered. And I wanted to like, like make a difference in the world by like spreading their information and being a political watchdog and this and that. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm like going to another house fire to like tell the story of like people who are having the worst day of their lives. I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all done. I'm chasing ambulances and it is like the worst thing ever. Stupid. Oh, come now, on, Nikki. What you, were... made you start. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, what made you start doing the meme page? Oh, Jesus. Uh my daughters talked me into it. I so <laughs> I was um it's I'll try to give you the clip notes version. So I started this right after the election when Trump won. I thought it'd be really funny to create a Twitter handle and the voice of Trump. And, you know, but only about CrossFit, only CrossFit. So I called it CrossFit Trump and I was going to do tweets, you know, things like, you know, I'm great at pull-ups because my hands are huge, you know, or I like doing, (laughs) I like doing wall balls on the border wall, you know, shit like that. Mm -hmm. And I started using it to troll my coaches. So I was at the time I was being, and still I trained with the Panchecks. And so I was training with uh, Scott and the twins who were still at his gym at the time. And so I would troll them when they would go to competitions. They didn't know I was doing this. And the Twitter handle, like, it, it didn't get very big. But it gained, like, six, 700 followers. And my daughter was like, hey, Dad, you, this would be better as a meme page. So she created the Instagram page. And I started just doing posts. And nothing really happened with it. And then when regionals came around, rest in peace, uh, in, like, 2018, they had a contest and for uh, you hashtag the update show, and they might post your your memes or your tweets or whatever. And it was Caleb Banfield was the host and I knew she was dating or with, you know, with uh, James Newberry. So I did a couple of Newberry memes and a couple of other, you know, kind of, you know, popular Australian athletes for that regional. And she posted them. And like, I flipped open my phone that night and like, it was like being a Kardashian. You just like watch the followers, just go click, 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 (laughs) you know? And that's when I knew I was kind of onto something. And then, my oldest daughter was like, well, you should start tagging the athletes because they'll see it. And I'm like, there's no way these athletes will see it. She's like, just do it. So I did one on Rich Froning and I tagged him and he commented and he's really funny. It was really funny, both the meme and his comment. And uh, that's, when I, <laughs> that's when I figured out like, all right, you know, people, A, people will see them, B, you can actually do something with it. And so then I started just kind of playing around with it and it just never slowed down. Like it just kind of kept growing and kept growing and kept growing and turned into this foolishness. So it was kind of a fluke, you know, but I'm I'm constantly like, why do people want to hear us talk? I'm the same way. 
I'm like, why, <laughs> how did it turn into this? And now who wants to hear us talk about anything? Why? Well, it, it is, it was interesting though. Like as I started doing it and it'll take us like kind of back into our conversation here is like, I figured out really early on that you can use the memes for social commentary. You can use them to talk about the community, talk about the things that we all have in common, you know, the shared suffering that we go through, whether it's the workouts or the dumb stuff you see in gyms or whatever. And for me, that's where it was really fun. And I think why it's had such growth. And I think why this podcast does well is because it's just relatable to people. Like they, people don't necessarily want to talk about the workouts. They want to talk about what happened in the, like their experience in the workout or their feelings from it. And, um, once I figured that out, it was just kind of off to the races, you know, and honestly, it's kind of why I wanted to bring you on. Like, you know, I think the pot, when I saw you were doing a podcast, I thought, man, that's, that's really cool. Like people are going to love to hear from you. Was there, you know, like a genesis for that? Or you, you guys just like, what the hell, let's just do it. <clears throat> you know, I, there really wasn't anything specific where I sat and thought, I was like, I really want to do a podcast. I enjoy podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, you know, whenever I'm driving, taking long drives, I, I that's what I listen to. I'm not, I, I like music, but there comes a time where it almost becomes white noise in the back where I'm just thinking anyways. And so yep. Sometimes it doesn't, having a podcast on helps me to allow my brain to actually start thinking. And I, I you know, I, and I learn a lot. I typically listen to, I don't listen to like funny pot. I, I mean, not, 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 they're not, not funny, but I listen to like doctors and, you know, I've had three knee surgeries. So I'll like, so, like this podcast I was listening to is, a, you know, one of them is about, uh, he's a, uh, orthopedic surgeon and he talks up like he was going in depth on like these knee surgeries and he's talking to this very prestigious uh orthopedic surgeon that has worked on like every single great athlete in the world that you would think of and <clears throat> like I so it's it's always interesting and I learned and I and I liked it a lot and and that like so that's kind of what I'm trying to do with mine is just have interesting people on that I can have an interesting conversation with where I can learn because I know I'm not the smartest guy in the world and so it probably won't come off that great where it's like one person's going to be sounding really intelligent and talking about whatever they talk about. And I'm going to be like, Oh, that's awesome. Cool. You know? So <laughs> tell me more. I, but I get something out of it. And so uh, that's been, it's been really fun. And I've, I've gotten to have, you know, I have a lot of great guys that I worked with in the military and, you know, in the, my time as a seal and I have so many great buddies who are doing so many cool things outside, like a- after they've gotten out now, and so I get to sit and like pick their brains and help them. Like I have, a, I have this really cool platform where for some reason people want to listen to me. I have a, you know, that, so I get to like help these guys out because they're all doing like amazing things. And mostly it's always working with veterans in some sort of capacity. So awesome. that was really the only, one of the only major things that I was started is because it was a selfish reason where I want to talk to cool people. And this helps me do that. I think that's so cool. I love it. And that's exactly why I tune into podcasts is because I want to hear some sort of like intimate, relatable conversation. Like I, I could go and read some white papers about like knee surgeries and, you know, reports <laughs> from, no, seriously, reports from professionals. Right. But, but the, the whole point is hearing someone talk about it the way I would talk about it with my friends or the way I would ask questions to someone who's a professional. Like that's how you're going to ask them. And so that's why. I would want to tune in. Like my favorite podcast is a true crime and it's these two girls. It's called my favorite murder for anyone who listens to other podcasts. (laughs) But the reason I like it is because these two girls just relay true crime stories 
stories to each other, the way that friends and I talk about like, Oh my God, did you hear about what happened to blah, blah, blah. Or do you know the backstory to, you know, the Boston Strangler or whatever, like the big, the big ones are, I could go and read <clears throat> a thing or watch a documentary. But the point is I'm right. listening to someone talk about it the way I can relate to it. So I'm, I'm excited to, I think you should have your knee surgeon on Josh. Cause I want to yeah. know what happened in that knee. You know, it's funny. I've actually thought that and my, mm-hmm. my knee surgeon, I went to a very, very, like he is, he's an awesome person in general. And I've never had an experience medically like I did with this knee surgeon and his name's Dr. Uh, Dr. Preventure. And he's out of uh, the Stedman clinic in Vail, Colorado. And I got really lucky that I was able to go there because at first, um, my, my insurance was only in California, right? So that they don't cover out of state operations. Well, I still have the VA, <clears throat> thankfully. And so I tried to go to the VA and the VA, if the VA can't do a surgery for you in a 30 day period, they allow you to go outside, uh, outside of, or basically in a network and find your own doctor. And so I got super lucky that I got to work with Dr. Preventure and it was such an awesome experience. And I've never, like, I'm sitting there like texting with my doctor, like our, like, not only did he come and talk to me prior before whatever that night, you know, I'm like thinking I have a, uh, you know, like an infection in my knee or something. Of course, like, of course. You know, of course, like it's just like <laughs> the, where your head goes every, every time. And he, you know, I'm texting with him and I have literally, and he had five people on staff with him that you literally had direct contact with. And, and it was like instantly. And then I've had, because I've had some awful experiences medically. And so where you're like, no one deserves to be treated like this. Not, not one person. So that was such a cool experience. And he, he, the, our whole story, how I became, um, how I actually got to Dr. Preventure is really crazy. So in 2012, when I dislocated my knee, I was still in the military, right? I didn't get to compete in the games that year. And he actually was the orthopedic surgeon for, um, seal like the west coast seal teams oh no way so he yeah so he technically would have done my knee surgery in 2012 my initial knee surgery oh my where god where i tore my acl pcl and mcl oh <clears throat> and, oh my uh, wait 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 how did that happen hold on you can't just glaze yeah. <laughs> over that detail how the hell did you do that uh i got a guy like me and a guy were wrestling and he and i literally like dropped it was not like anything i wasn't you know <laughs> like saving anybody's life or anything like that. You know, like we were wrestling and I dropped the guy on my knee. Literally it dislocated. So my knee, if you looked at it, like it was going the opposite, like uh-uh. out sideways, like 90 degrees. Mm-mm. It was terrible. It was crazy. <clears throat> so mm. yeah. So, <laughs> so I get my knee surgery done from that, which it was done by a, a doctor and he didn't do a good job at all. Oh, no. um, but I pushed through it and made it work. And I, you know, I got to, uh, what, 20, 20, when did I have the surgery? 2019. So last, last February, 2019, February is when I had the surgery. So I made it, you know, seven years on that knee. I don't think I had an ACL or a PCL for, I don't think that they took, to be honest. So most of the years competing, I didn't have any ligaments really in my left knee. Um, but anyways, uh. where, where we were going. Yeah. So Dr. Preventure was the doctor, right? So he was supposed to do that. He was supposed to do that surgery, but he was on deployment. And so <gasps> I didn't get to have him um, because I had come back from deployment. I was on deployment when I heard it. I had to be flown back from Afghanistan. And then, so he was still overseas while, uh, while, I, while I got my surgery. So during that time, I actually tried, I actually used 
um, why am I John Wellborn? John Wellborn is was uh you know you know John, you guys all know who John is right? No, so, nope. Okay, so John Wellborn is uh, he was actually part of Cross. He was or he was part of CrossFit. He was a CrossFit athlete a little bit himself, but he was also a I don't like ten year offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chief and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh shit! So he's had some really extensive. He's I think he's had quite a few knee surgeries himself. And he and CJ at the time, Martin reached out to John and connected us. So we, you know, had a little connection in there. And he, he's like, you need to go see the Stedman Clinic. That's where I get all got all of my knee surgeries. And I was like, okay. So in 2012, I'm trying to go outside of the military, but the military is telling me, no, we can do your surgery within 30 days. So you have to go through our surgeon. And I'm like, you know, okay, fine. So it worked out so great last time, guys. Worked out, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, worked great. Out, it, yeah. So it worked, so it worked out great. So I didn't get that. I didn't get to go to the Stedman clinic back then. So fast forward 18, you know, I, I, after the 18 regionals, I, uh, you know, I, my knee just didn't feel right. And I almost didn't go to the games that year in 18. I almost, you know, called and withdrew from the competition many times after I qualified at regionals. And I was just, I finally came to the realization. I'm like, I'm like, this might be my last year. I don't know. Um, and I qualified. So fuck it. I'm going to, excuse my language, but uh, you know, like, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to give it everything I got. And you know, I, I couldn't run, I couldn't squat. I barely got to train like working up into games, but it is what it is. And I had, I had a great, to be honest, I, I got a different experience at the games than I'd ever gotten. Uh, I got to enjoy it. Um, and actually just kind of like step back and like take it all in and see how, like how actually cool the experience is without the stress of being like, I know I'm not going to win. Right. Um, <clears throat> So right after the games, though, I, I start the process of trying to go see or trying to get my knee fixed. Again, I'm like, I'm going to go to the Stedman Clinic and because now I have good insurance. Oh, lo and behold, hey, your California insurance doesn't go out of state and the Stedman mm. Clinic's in Colorado. Mm. So I'm like, well, shit. So uh, I, I'm like, I go, see, I went, but I went to see this. I went there. I traveled there and talked to the doctor and I talked to Dr. Preventure and I'm like, holy shit. Like you were the doc for our, for us back in 2012. Like, this is crazy. And so he left the, he became a reservist in the military, went on to be the uh, New England Patriots team doctor. He did surgeries on Tom Brady, uh, Gronkowski, um, you know, uh, Edelman, all like, he's done all these guys' surgeries. He was Super right here. Great he was in my yeah. backyard. What's yeah. up? I'm yeah. the only I'm the only person in Rhode Island. I'm the only one. <laughs> exactly. Because it was just me and, and the duck. <laughs> and so he let he he finally he ended up leaving that and moving to the Stedman Clinic. Um it's just a the Stedman Clinic is just a very well-known walking through the halls of the Stedman Clinic, it is literally like walking through the Hall of Fame of every sport because wow. every athlete that has injured themselves you know, like, like Kobe Bryant, that's where Kobe Bryant went. That's where, um, like, like Mario Lemieux, uh, Yao Ming, I mean, you, Lindsey Vaughn, you know, you literally are walking through and I was just like this, I, I'm such a sports nut. And so I'm like walking through the halls and I'm like, I don't even care if I see the doctor. I just like, this is awesome. Uh-huh. You know, like so cool. all these jerseys. <clears throat> so we, you know, I go there and I see him and he tells me, he's like, Hey, I can fix your knee. I can get, I think I can get you back to where you want to be. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and so I go home and I like start the process of like, he's like, this is how you might, cause because he's in the military, he's like, go to the VA and start the process and see what they say. 
And like, maybe we can get the VA to pay for it for you to come out here. I was like, okay. And he was actually willing to do everything for free for me. He was like, I'll oh, do no it for free. Way. Oh, I would just, what a I would have, right. So that like, I would have only, I would have had to pay the hospital bill, which was like 35 grand or 40 grand. So I was like, ah, let's try to do the VA. Mm-hmm. And so, so I go back and start the whole process. It was crazy. The doctor who did my original surgery in 2012 became, is now the VA doctor, the VA orthopedic. So that's oh who I had to God. go to. And I was like, this is just, this whole little circle thing here is getting a little weird. So it ends up, he, they couldn't do the surgery. They couldn't get me in for like 60 days. So I did get to go out of network. I got to go out to see Preventure and uh, he's done my surgery. And it was just such an awesome experience. And we're, like where we were, but while we were talking about this was because I know I would, I've actually thought so many times, I'm like, I got to have Preventure on my podcast because it was just, the whole story is crazy. And he's such a great guy and he's doing a lot of great things to help the VA. He's trying to help the VA system because it's so dysfunctional and terrible and so right. it's uh but yeah that's that was kind of a long story for why I want to have prevention on my podcast I love it no when he first saw your <clears throat> knee was he like oh that other guy done fucked up <laughs> he is such a good guy he didn't say anything <laughs> and I had to ask him like five times I had to be like hey was it bad and he just kind of like looked and he's like you know like just not he like never talked bad about the guy you know he was just such a like the guy's such a great guy so if you have any if you have any knee injuries and you need to see a great doctor dr preventure stedman clinic out in vale colorado amazing the guy to go to see i feel like that'll be perfect that's exactly why i want to listen to your podcast because like that story in and of itself is so fascinating to me and i just want to hear my buddy talking to his doctor about that time he got his knee replaced like it's (laughs) i think you should have him on i will yeah. People like that authenticness. And I think that's why they like you, John. I mean, you sounded surprised that people want to hear what you have to say, but you're very authentic. And, it, you know, like I just, I think even back to like your, your games events and, and when you're competing, you know, and you get like, like kind of that Hulk like yell when you win something, you know, or when you, you do really well. And I think it resonates. Like people like that. So I think your podcast is going to do really well. People get excited about this stuff. So I hope so. Yeah. I appreciate it. So how's like, that? Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying, yeah, I, I try to be authentic. That was like, that's been my thing the whole time is like, I, I never want to portray myself as someone that I'm not. And, you know, I'm not going to change who I am for, for a video camera or an audio file or something, you know, it's like, just, just be mean. If people like me, cool. If they don't, then I'll move oh, they'll on tell to you. something else. Trust me. Oh, I know. I know. Well, and that's harder <clears throat> than it seems. Like it's harder than it seems to not get caught up in the, Oh, what, how should I look? And what should I say? And what, okay. So I, I can, and I can't talk about this and, and people are going to get mad and whatever. Like it's, it's almost as, um, it takes almost as much effort to be authentic as it does to be careful and walk on eggshells. It's like, you got to find that balance of like, I can't piss fucking everybody off, but like, yes, yes you can. You can, yeah, you, can. Yeah, you, you totally can. can. Why not? Just you, do it. Well, Just do good, it. That's a good point though, Nikki. Do you censor yourself? Like I censor myself a lot. A lot, <laughs> right? Do, do you uh, do that? I do, and I don't. There's definitely things I don't like to talk about, just due to I don't like when other people talk about them. That for me, I'm like, I'm not going to talk about that. Like that's a subject, tub- like a subject I'm just not going to talk go into because I have my opinions, and if we want to have an off air conversation about it, we can. 
I'm just not going to publicly talk about it. I think that's fair. I think yeah. that's totally fair. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say I'd censor myself. I, but exactly. I just, I do have things that are, I'm not going to talk about publicly. And yeah. I do. I don't talk politics on the page at all. Like at all. Like I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll use photos of politicians and even that riles people up. Like you can, you can yeah. have a, I use, I, well, these days I intentionally use photos and make sure it has absolutely nothing to do with politics <laughs> just to piss people off. Cause they think it's political. You know, it's right. People would just get crazy about it. So I just, I censor all of that. I just, I can't bring myself to talk about it. It's just not worth the fight. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not worth the fight. And to be honest, that the people that are going to listen, all they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to listen to what you have to say, but then they're going to wait for their turn to talk about it. Like they don't care really what you have to say. They don't, they're not trying to learn anything or have an actual conversation about something. They just want to hear what you have to say. And they already have their minds made up and they're going to tell you exactly that. Yep. That is, that is such poison in our society today that it is so toxic. And that Mm -hmm. is one of Um, One of my favorite things that I learned in therapy last year was how to stop and listen, was how to stop waiting for someone else to just finish so that I could go. And that's all that like heated conversations are. Debates aren't, they they could be so constructive and they could be so healthy because we're hearing each other out and we're talking about things and we're disagreeing and that's fine. But like without listening and, and interpreting and understanding and then like, you know, asking questions, versus just stopping and and waiting for my turn to yell or my turn to go like i didn't hear anything i'm and i'm not even listening because i'm formulating my own opinion in my head right now wait for me to talk here's what my favorite my favorite communication tool is like actually listening oh so here's here's what i don't understand nikki so josh we did a podcast a few weeks ago where just like a blurb it was like a quick conversation nikki and i made the mistake of talking religion because i went to a gym that quoted a bible verse before the workout and so I said, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Nikki's Jewish. She's like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't right. Bother that was me. the whole conversation. So some atheist sends me a DM and oh my blows God. me up for it. Like, and John I'm the was one. upset. John was really yes, upset about that. I was the one that said, I'm not sure how I feel about it. And Nikki's like, oh, I don't care. And then I got yelled at for it. I'm like, I hate the public. I just hate this. is why I don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, religion might be worse than politics. Uh, so my point yeah. is, is everyone listening, if you get pissed off, please DM Nikki and yell at her. That's, <laughs> that's all I care That's all I care I about. Do not, I really don't have the, like the toxic DMs that you guys get every so often. I mean, I do have one dude that only talks to himself in my DMs and every chick has uh, one of those. There you go. But, yeah. but I don't have any, <laughs> our commu- I will say this and it, it kind of goes on. And what I said before was like, if you follow me, it's real specific. Like you either love photos of my dog or you think my husband's cute or you want to watch me interview people. Like that's like all I post about. That's all there. That's all there is. And so I don't, you gotta, you gotta opt in, but you guys have a lot of different kinds of content. So I feel like that's why people are like, Oh, let me just Maybe. rant. Them. You know, to be honest, the, um, since about like prior to 2016, it was almost, it was a lot of hate. What? after the 20 like yeah like it was like before it was really bad before and then really? 16 hit and the, the open actually you know when i had the whole like deadlift not standing up all the way whatever like thing happened like that was that got some hate and that got that got interesting um but other than that like 
after 16, when I made the comeback from 15, people like just appreciate it. And they, they love the yeah. facial hair, which I didn't really understand because it was literally me just being sure. Yeah. Like, it's got a life of its own. So that like the hate is definitely slowed for sure. There's definitely still some sprinkles here and there. It's not as, not nearly as much. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, man, people just, I don't know. I, I felt like I was like, man, the, people hate me but it was it might have been how it might have been too early though too where it was just like for me it was so new and putting myself out there was so new and i was still in the military so i didn't really talk about i didn't really talk about the military at all i didn't talk right. about being a seal I never until i got out i didn't you can never find me on a vi audio or video where i say i'm a navy seal i wouldn't say it um i just would say i was in the military and so i think maybe that could also be the fact that like after 16 i started to like say hey yeah i was a navy seal and people people appreciate that people yeah. appreciate the military in the united states so it's that could have that could have made some some changes as well but who knows i would love to think that our community is better than that in a, in a lot <laughs> of, well i will say i will say in a lot of ways they are just in like um you know like when we had jessica fithin on and she runs the you look like a man page like a oh lot of our gosh. people yeah yeah i read some of that i was like this is isn't crazy. it insane but like that doesn't it doesn't live in the crossfit world quite so much as in like the globo gym world or the powerlifting world or whatever so like i will say that our community is pretty good about that i wish our community was better about about the hate i think our community is great and i mean in so many ways i know i've made a lot of jokes here so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna get railed in the dms if i don't say this out loud i love our <laughs> community like there's so many great things but it, like I'm imagining for you, Josh, like there are a lot of movement police out there. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't oh. post any workout videos for good reason. Mostly because you know, for like, a fact, you know, for a fact, the moment you post a video like that, that's coming. That's oh. coming. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's as, that's as uh, for sure as breathing. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. Like you just, you're never going to stop it. You're never, I mean, I posted a video of my son deadlifting and I mean, the hate that came <gasps> in on that. Come I was on. just like, I was like, first and foremost, like this kid's just proud of himself for what he's doing. And his form really wasn't bad. He had a slight round to his low back. But guess what? I wasn't out there like being like, hey, you need to be deadlifting. He was proud because he actually did it on his own. And I was and I was proud of him for, you know, he was doing like double body weight. He was like, hey. he, pounds and he was deadlifting like 100 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, this is really cool. I'm, I'm really pumped for you, man. Like he because he was I could tell how proud of himself he was. And so I posted it not realizing the amount of people who like deadlifting is just that deadlifting might be the worst movement to post yeah because absolutely there there is like no matter how you do it you're going to get hate on and yes. it's just it is what it is and i'm like when you start talking about, like talking about my form and me as a like that's fine you start talking about my kids like okay bro <laughs> Let's have some conversations. Right. And it was, uh, that was an interesting. Who's got the time to comment on right? the, each other's kids form on Instagram? Yeah. Like who's got the, uh, I don't understand. I, really I was just, I, I could never imagine if I saw something that I was like, wow, that's really stupid. Or that person looks dumb. Taking the time, like you just said, to actually leaving an awful comment yes, because it does nothing for me. It does nothing for that person because if I actually wanted to help them, I would give them like a maybe, maybe take the time to give them a little bit of like, Hey man, maybe, like maybe you should think about this. But to be honest, like, guess what? Like that person is doing their own thing and they're having fun and they're, and they're, 
if they're doing fitness, great for them. You know, like they're changing their life in, in some way and form and, and helping themselves. So I'm not going to hate on them, but right. there are people out there that just, they, they hate their lives and they hate who they are and they're miserable and they want to make everyone else miserable. That's exactly it. Like who, why going out of your way to like put effort into leaving a mean comment does nothing better <laughs> than fuel your, your own need for drama. <laughs> it's so real. Exactly. I don't understand it. Yes. Oh, and then even worse, picking on your kid. Come on, picking on your kid. I got Why? kids. I got kids. I like. I'd probably get banned for Instagram for what I'd come back with. <laughs> like, there it is. Every podcast I do, even my own, Reagan makes an appearance. That's my dog. Oh, so, she likes Art. to bark at the door. Ours too. We have, Nikki has two dogs and I have a cat, and they're always on every show. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is currently mm-hmm. sleeping like a bearskin rug right here. Right here. She's making sure you know. She's just making sure no one's breaking into the house. <laughs> Gotta be. Gotta She's be a sure. good girl. <laughs> well, outside of the CrossFit hate, how's the coffee thing going? Like, I, I love, uh, you know, what you're doing with, uh, what's it, Good Dudes Coffee? I get that right? It is, yeah, Good Dudes Coffee. That's it. Um, it's doing well. It's doing really well. I'm really excited about it. I love coffee. I have a very big passion for it. Um, I enjoy it. All aspects of it. Uh, the whole business side of it has been very interesting to watch and see. I'm not a business oriented person. I just like the things that have become my job have just been luckily, I've luckily enough really enjoyed all of them. You know, after, uh, after, you know, after my little stint prior to the military, before the military, I had some awful jobs, but everyone does when they're younger. So wait, wait, what were your OG <laughs> jobs that you hated before you got in the military? Tell me you scooped ice cream. Please. Uh, I, I did not scoop ice cream. Damn I was it. a, I was way worse. Scooping ice cream actually sounds amazing compared to what I did. I, I did, I was alone. I was a, a telemarketer. I oh, sold people. No. Yes. So I literally was the guy who called you at dinner time to sell you call waiting and call forwarding and all those extra littles that you had on your landline when we had land landlines and it was miserable uh-uh. it was it was like the worst hours you didn't have two days off in a row you were literally in this building and if you've never worked in a call center or don't know how it works you literally have a mic or a headphone in your ear like you know like the old school ones like the like McDonald's. 1990 <laughs> Yes. Yeah, exactly. And there would be a script that would pop up on the screen that as, and then you'd hear a beep in your ear and the name would pop up who you're talking to. And you had to read the script verbatim and the, and you had to, and they had rebuttals once they, once they started to, to, to decline that they didn't want it. You were calling people who already had the phone. Com- it was SBC, which is now AT&T. And so you would literally like have to read it verbatim, have to do your two, uh, you know, two comebacks for them basically saying that, you know, screw off. <laughs> and yep. then, and then uh, the moment they hung up, the worst part about it was the moment they hung up, you would get another beep in your ear and the next person's name would pop up. It never, oh like it was God. never ending. And you got two 15 minute breaks and a 30 minute lunch. And it was in, it was just awful. It was the worst. Was thing it like I've ever done? Was it like great money or something? Like no. why would you? I have. I you know I don't know why I stuck with it. 
for I stuck with it for a year and a half. Uh uh-uh. uh. And Come on. it was it was harder than it was harder than my military training. <laughs> it was so <laughs> awful. It was so awful. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick my husband's brain because my husband, like your age or, or younger at the time, like when he was like just getting into college, was like a was like a call center person for the credit card company when you like defaulted oh. on payment like a collections like person oh, and yeah. would do the same thing and said the same thing that he had to sit in the thing with the headset on and be like oh i noticed that you're late on your payments yeah how do you was- how did you guys do like i can list a thousand jobs that i would have rather have done in high school like sweeping floors places scooping ice cream whatever T- tell the so, truth when you sold long distance or when you sold call waiting did you give the textbook scream that you did when you went on an event <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did awesome. not you should have I that would have been I awesome that, i had no emotion i think that's where those emotions came from was i was actually screaming in my head every time i want to work out that i'm not a I'm now I'm no longer a telemarketer. Amazing. I was that, that was literally all I was thinking. Not not about winning a workout. So <laughs> I, I just, need I need like an old photo of you with this headset on. I think we all do. Uh, oh the man. world I, like, needs it, Josh. So this was like post college wrestling. I literally like had I was you know I didn't even I didn't finish college. I only went to college for a year, and I thought for sure in my life I wanted to be a businessman, and so. Mm. I got this job as a telemarketer, just as like a, a, you know, my way in, right, to becoming some sort of businessman. I did that job for a year and a half, and it was miserable. Then I went on to be a loan officer for oh. three years, and so I sold. Like I was the guy who got you your loan for your house if you're purchasing or if you had to refinance your house. I was the guy who did the loan, and that job was not as bad because it wasn't a beep in your ear. You actually just sat and talked to people on the, that actually typically wanted to talk to you for the most part. Um, but yeah, like the business world, that that's where I found CrossFit and where I like be going into the military as well. So this guy, a buddy of mine, his name's Mike Singer. I, I give this guy a lot of credit because he literally came to me. It was about a year and a half into being a loan officer. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to go be a Navy SEAL. And this is what these guys do. They do cross. Some of these guys do CrossFit to stay in shape. And I was like, okay, I just kind of started working out again. It'd been probably two years. And I literally like had given up on life. I wasn't working out, wasn't doing anything. I had, I wasn't in shape Mm. (laughs) by any means. And so I remember being like, okay. And, And then about six months prior to this meeting, this guy, I was doing a little bit of bodybuilding. Uh, Cause that's the, really the only way of working out. I knew I didn't know anything else. And so he was like, yeah, let's do this. And so I was like, yeah, I looked it up. I'm looking at CrossFit.com. This is January. This is early January, 2005. And I was like, okay, let me give it a shot. And like everyone else did a workout. I don't remember what my first workout. It might've been, I feel like it was like Annie, you know, the 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, right. uh, yep. double unders and, and setups. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And, uh, I loved it. And I was like, this is awesome. And didn't look back. I basically, at that point, I was like, after about a month or two of doing CrossFit, I was like, I started researching Navy SEAL training and all this, and also oh, toughest military training in the world. And I never really had any aspirations to go into the military, but um, I, I was like, this is like, I don't want to do this. I, I remember sitting in a cubicle being like, this is not going to be my life for the next mm. 40 years. And so Made the decision to go do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine like what was going through your head when your friend was like, I'm going to just go be a Navy SEAL. I'm just going to go like, yeah. do the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> I can imagine you being like, okay, bro. Like, well, you know, what's funny is when he told, I didn't even know really what a Navy SEAL was. Like I'm from landlocked Missouri, right? Like uh-huh. Navy SEALs, Navy SEALs were not who they, they weren't portrayed how they are now. They, they weren't commercialized. It was a little bit quieter. Right. Uh, so you did you had actually had to do a little bit of research to kind of really realize what Navy SEALs were and about their training and everything like that. And it just seemed really cool. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, the whole thing is crazy, uh, how it all came for full circle. Uh, but yeah, nuts. I'm so glad that you um, took that big step outside your cubicle <laughs> and went down <laughs> this too. path, went down this path for all of us to watch your fast fitnessing where I don't yeah. even know where CrossFit would be without you. Just there's so very much one of the OGs in my mind, like that really helped shape where we're at today. Do you feel that? Like, do you feel like you were part of the building blocks to get to, you know, the you CrossFit know, that we know and love now? I don't, I don't take any credit for, for anything that CrossFit has done. I, I, I'm so appreciative of what it's done for me in my life and every aspect with whether just using it as a physical fitness, physical fitness regiment to, to, to prepare for my military time to being a competitor to now, like exactly like people wanting me, paying me to wear their clothes right. to, while I perform exercises. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely mind blowing that any of this took place because I've gotten to watch CrossFit grow from literally like having an affiliate page where not every state had an affiliate, That's right? right? There was, yep. there was this page where it had the States listed and it had a blue or a, I'm sorry, a green or a red diamond next to the state's name. And if it was green, that meant there was affiliates in the state. And if it was red, it didn't. I and remember that. It was, <laughs> it was just crazy. It's crazy how far and the ecosystem that CrossFit has built and what it's done for so many different people. So I don't think I, do, I don't deserve any credit on anything. I am so just thankful that someone did decide to create CrossFit and then turn into a sport totally. and exactly. And like what it's done for me has been amazing. I I'm just so thankful and honored to be a part of it. To be honest. I think you're being too humble, Josh. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Nikki and I, we've, <laughs> we've watched all these events. I mean, I as a spectator of watching these events and even like the last year you competed, like don't underestimate the power of what you did in that competition to inspire people to go back into the box and work a little bit harder than maybe they worked before. Like some of us are really old dudes, like, and kind of broken and beaten down. And we see you out there, like giving it all. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll quit bitching about the warm up today. And actually go in and do something, you know, like I, it really happens. I mean, I think you've inspired a lot of people to start CrossFit. You've inspired a lot of people to continue to CrossFit and inspired a lot of people to continue to work harder. And now with your, as your social media presence continues to grow through the YouTube channel and obviously through this podcast, that's going to continue. So don't underestimate it. You're making a gigantic impact. No, and I, 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 I'm so thankful exactly for anybody that reaches out to me and I get, I get a lot. And and so I do, I, I, I'm so appreciative of the people exactly who tell me that I inspire them because it's, it's nothing I've ever inspired. I never wanted to do. I never thought in my life, I want to go inspire people. I've been very selfish, right? I wanted to go serve in the military. Yes. It's a selfish job serving in the military, but it isn't why I did it. It was, I did it because it seemed like a really cool job. Right. Like, Oh, I get to go shoot guns and 
jump out of planes and blow shit up. Like, this sounds awesome. Like, I'll do this. <laughs> yes. And people will pay me. And then, like, to be honest, though, growing up, military wasn't something that I aspired to do. It was, I wa- always wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to go play sports. I love sports. I, I live, breathe, and die sports. Um, I'm just a competitor at heart. I love competing. And so the fact that I got the privilege to that something that I was really good at just because I wanted to make myself better for the military turned into a sport. And, uh, and, and if I inspire people, that's amazing. Um, and it's, and I, and I feel really, you know, it definitely helps. It, it makes me feel really good. Don't think that I don't think that I have inspired people. I, I know, you know, like I, I get comments all the time and it's been awesome. I just, it was nothing I never really expected or, or strived for, but it's really cool that it has done, done that. So, so Josh, what has like 2020 been like for you then? Because, because (laughs) it's been a shit show for everyone, obviously in the world is on fire, literally around you on fire, Um, but, (laughs) but outside of just, you know, the, the craziness that we were all in quarantine and we're all whatever, there's no competition. (laughs) There's no sports for you to watch. There's no, there's no competitive CrossFit. There's no anything on any level. And that's like outside of all the normalcies that we know and love, there's like a big chunk of your world that's been missing this year too. What's that been like? That was when that, when, you know, in March, when everything kicked off and my kids sports started getting canceled Mm -hmm. and all the other sports started getting canceled. I'm like, Hey, this isn't okay. You know, (laughs) (laughs) hold on. This is my life. Like, this is my thing. Like I like sports. And so Mm -hmm. I like a lot of other, you know, people in the world that, that just sports are, you know, what they enjoy and what they watch and it's like their time. And so it was really difficult. Um, you know, obviously I have my gym. So my life, to be honest, when the, when the pandemic struck, like I didn't, my life didn't change very much. I don't go very many places to be honest. I, I've set my house up. <laughs> okay. I've okay. Set, I've, I've set my house up to be my little, you know, ecosystem that I don't have to go anywhere. I, I have my coffee here. I have my gym here. Um, I have my sauna here. I have, you know, I have all these things that I really have set up that I enjoy doing. And so I, the only time I really leave my house on a normal basis is to get my kids from school or take my kids to their school stuff. And then if we want to go grab some, some food to eat um, or go to watch a Padres game, a baseball game or something sure. like that, a sporting event. But so my life didn't change very much. My kids were home more, which was awesome. I got to hang out with them and do you know, really work at like I, in the past couple of years, they've, they've kind of, they've become on, and there's in their athletic career, you know, eight and 10, <laughs> they, they have, are uh, not was, already eight and 10. Yeah. They're eight <gasps> and 10. And Get so, out. I like, yeah. remember you having little littles, little, you babies, have like yeah. real full blown people now. They're men, little boys that oh are becoming men. And so what? they're athletic, <laughs> right their athletic careers are already past like dad being the coach, you know, except for wrestling. I do coach them in wrestling still, Cool. but for like baseball, like I, and with the pandemic, with the, with everything stopping, I got to like take them to the, like there was a field by my house that was open. And so we got to go out there and I got to actually like be coach, be, be a little bit of coach again. So that was actually really cool. And so I enjoyed that uh, while it lasted. It's, it's, it's done now. Like we're, 
or back to playing and and being practice and being able to practice and things like that. But cool. I got some really some really good dad dad son time. And so that was that was fun. So my 2020 really hasn't changed that much. And then once once sports kicked off back, you know, you got baseball and basketball and football is even starting up now. So um, and UFC really never went away and golf never really went away. So you found sports that were still happening yeah. on desert islands. Yeah, and exactly, yep, right? yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'll find sports. I'll, like I said, I'll watch just about anything. That's so, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a interesting year though. That's cool. I think that a lot of people um, who set themselves up that way, and obviously like, we saw freaking like <laughs> rogue equipment was impossible to find. And like yeah. a lot of people were really trying to like make the best of, of the situation kind of like you. And I had a similar situation where like, I don't, I coach at a gym, so I have a key. So like I right. have to still go to the gym. I was alone. I got to go. So it wasn't all <laughs> that crazy different minus the like, no competitive CrossFit and not traveling and not doing that, which was super sad. But other than that, dude, I, yeah, I was I, actually, I was, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I've been so hard up for sports. I went to a teenage CrossFit competition over the weekend and I watched <laughs> every event like so fun. And it was so, and one of these were the best of the best. Like the, the, the boy who won snatched 276. Like, so these are not, you know, that's more than me. Two, yeah, I mean, oh, they're snatched, they're, these are these are strong kids. You know, the girls were were clean and jerking two twenty at sixteen years old, so it was fun to watch. But I couldn't not watch. Like I have, it's been so long since I've seen any sports. Like I was literally hanging on every single event. It was so much fun. And John doesn't awesome. watch yeah. all the events. John won't even watch all the events at games. No, I really? watch the I watch the yeah. interesting ones. Like I, you know, I watch the. I I'm one of those like, I of course you know I I've been watching since. 2011 you know so i and i can good do math year. good yeah. year yeah, very and, good year and i can do math well so i know when people are, are not in contention i don't want to watch that like i don't want to watch people just do thrusters i want to see the people that are going to win doing thrusters you know like the top right. five or the top 10 i don't care about those people that are in 20 and 30th and you know i respect hey, hey do, take it easy take it hey, easy you, know, right? you, know, well, you sometimes know sometimes you take 30th and it happens yeah. hey, <laughs> well i you know i just don't like sit through every single event you know but this one i did man and it was it, and as i was doing it i started like kind of have a aha like maybe i should because you start learning like little things you're watching oh, yeah. you know like every single thing they're doing and and seeing the challenges some of these kids are going through and what they're good at and what they're not. And you kind of get invested in them again. It was just like professional sports. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. It was really That's amazing. Cool. That's really cool. And they all lift more was, than me. So, you know, where was it at? Uh, it was um, up in uh, Michigan. So it was the elite team throwdown. These, this group uh, pit fitness had decided since the teens got canceled, they would invite all the kids that qualified for the games and throw a competition for them. They have this amazing facility and they ended up, they got 59 kids. They, most of the international athletes couldn't make it. So they're almost all American. There were a couple of kids from Mexico, uh, a couple from Canada were able to make the trip. And, um, but they got most of, you know, most of the best kids that could be there. Like the top girl, the top boy were there. It was really competitive. They were lifting crazy weights and the programming was terrific. It felt like a games event. It really, it was That's cool. It felt like watching, like I told someone, particularly the girls like they a heat would get ready to start man and those game faces. i mean i'm sure you've seen it in your boys like game faces come on you know mm -hmm. and it was like seeing you know tia toomey and sarah sigma's daughter side by side only they're 16 years old you know it right. was uh right awesome it, it was really really exciting and 
you know. I, I people need that right now. You know, they need yeah. that stuff, right? Totally. They need that in their life. And so good for them that, you know, that those teens got to do something that they've been working for all year and they actually got to go out and, and test themselves and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and see where they're at. So that's cool. Josh, do your kids do CrossFit? Like, do they want to do follow in their dad's footsteps, do competitive CrossFit? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, my youngest one will go out and he, (laughs) my youngest one will go out and he, like, I don't have to tell him to do anything. He likes to, and I let, and I don't, I don't push him out into the gym. I think they're, I I just don't think that they're there where I'm like, Hey, you're going to have, you don't, you need to come out and do workouts with me. I'm not that kind of dad. Uh, I, I want to facilitate whatever they want to do with their lives. And if competitive CrossFit is it, I will definitely, um, but that's going to knock my feelings. If they don't want to go in the military, good for them. Like whatever they want to do, I'll do it. If they want to become, you know, if they want to play piano for a living or whatever, I'll, I'll cheer them on and I'll help them do that. So, but with, uh, with actually like working out, I definitely make them do some stuff for like their sports that they're playing. Sure. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I call it CrossFit. Uh, I will make them do some conditioning workouts just to, you know, get have them be in shape. Uh, but I do a little more like, explosive training and rotational training because all the sports they're doing right now, they, they really need to be good at rotational, which is something that CrossFit actually lacks big time. Right. And not that it's, you know, bad. It's just CrossFit isn't really a rotational sport. It's everything's pretty, you know, linear. So, um, so yeah, we, but I, my youngest will go out and he will do like CrossFit workouts on his own. And there was one day where he did like eight workouts. He's like, dad, I did eight workouts today. And I'm like, buddy, like and he did a lot of dumbbell snatches and he did a lot of deadlifts and I was like, dude, like you gotta like ease into this stuff. You're gonna mm-hmm. hurt yourself. And uh, so, but it, I, all of a sudden, I'll, I'll just like notice that he's not in the room and I walk outside. He's in the garage and he's like out there, like is he loves to deadlift because he's good at it, right? So of everyone enjoys the things that they're good at. And so totally. he loves to deadlift and he and he loves to do pull ups. Um, and he likes to do like cleaning jerks too. And they got the little, you know, the little kids bar and they do that my oldest is a little bit less he's a little he can be a little lazier um not so motivated when it comes to working out but when he's out there he listens he listens really well cool so, that's awesome yeah i don't know if they'll, i don't know i don't know if they'll become competitive crossfitters and you know i'd i'd, I'd rather see him be baseball players but that's that me. would be cool <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome well, so uh, as we're wrapping up, Josh, let's make sure everybody knows where to, to catch all your stuff. So yeah. the new podcast, Checking In with Josh Bridges, where can they find that? Uh, so, yeah, that's on Spotify and a- Apple right now and in on YouTube. I'm actually just like posting them on YouTube. We haven't started doing videos or recording the videos. We've just been uh, doing the audio. So the YouTube, you you can listen to it there as well, but it's not not the video. Um yeah, so those are the three spots for the podcast. Uh, gooddudescoffee.com, you know, if you want to try out some good coffee. I oh, my God, we didn't even – how do we not even talk about coffee on this podcast? We can't because I'll talk for another hour. <laughs> next time, yeah. we'll dive yeah, next time directly sure. into coffee because I'm with you. I'm like, it's a thing. It's my thing. I, yep. I spend money on it. Like, it's – Exactly. It's it's, mm-hmm. if, you dr- mm-hmm. if you drink it every day, why wouldn't you want to drink good coffee, you know? so exactly. And uh, too much of it. Yeah, I don't drink too much. I have two. I have a cup in the morning, and then I have an espresso in the afternoon. That's that's my my limits. I don't, oh, that's cute. I don't go past. I don't go past because <laughs> if I do, I, if I do, I won't. I won't. Uh, 
I won't sleep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki's I'm, over there like, I have an IV set up off camera that you can't see. That's basically where <laughs> I'm at. I should be sponsored by cold brew. I know. <laughs> Runs yeah, nice. Mm. And then the, the yeah, YouTube yeah. channel still is Josh. It's your Josh Bridges channel, Paying the Man series, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. So that, yeah, those are the three spots that, uh, you know, you can, you can find me at. I All still right. want to find a, a, a facial hair shirt. Are this Rogue still making those? Yeah, they've got them. Yeah, Rogue. Yeah, that's right. That's a Rogue. Okay, yes. good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the only place you can find those. That's uh, okay. We've never done those. Like that's you know, Rogue did that, and so that's uh, you know, where, those where are you get Rogue. Favorites. You get that. At, you get that at Rogue Fitness. Yeah. Perfect. See, I'm I'm aspiring to the level of CrossFit fame where I get my bald head on one of the shirts, oh, just just yeah. the outline of my bald head. So nice. I, I won't have the goatee, but the bald head would be awesome. Nice. Oh, so yeah, this just. Is just there, just so people know, like this is how my facial hair grows in. I don't shave it like this. No, like, stop it, it. Yeah, I don't like. I literally don't grow hair on the sides of my face. Are you serious? I, like, I would have a beard if I could. I just <laughs> this is all I get. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. I am, yes. What? Yeah. God just made yeah. him naturally badass. That's what it is. Exactly. That's gotta be yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he knew. He knew. That's it. He was like, yeah. put this man on a motorcycle. This needs <laughs> I'm to happen. Have the awesomeness grow out of his. Right on his upper lip and right on his chin, just and that's right it. up front. I want everyone yeah. to see it. Just <laughs> that's so funny, Josh. I didn't know yeah. that. That is that makes it so much more like signature. You, you're like right. this. I have a fucking choice. This is how it works. <laughs> this. This, <laughs> this is literally this is how it me. is. No. Right. I'm not. I'm not shaving this into my face. This, this is just what I got. Oh man. Okay. Good thing I didn't ask you about your like cheek shaving technique. Lead with that tonight. Good thing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on, man. I yeah, really, this was re- so fun. Really appreciate the yeah. time. I think people are going to really enjoy the podcast. Make sure you get your surgeon on there. We've already we've we've demand an episode. We need that. Yeah, for sure. Will, if, we'll if you uh, want really boring um, CrossFit podcasters on to talk about how we also don't understand how people listen to us, you let us know. <laughs> no, I will for sure. I, exactly. I'm always I'm always looking for guests. So yeah, it'd be great to have you guys on. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Nikki, I'll tell you. We'll both tell you about our first jobs. What was your first job, Nikki? Oh my God. I worked for family. I worked Did for you? family forever for nice. my dad and my brother. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Terrible. That was yeah. terrible. When I, I first started bartending, they were both like, why are you leaving the business? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I can't middle finger to you guys. Cause you're my dad, and my brother, but like, that's why <laughs> I, I, I can talk that I was a costume character at a amusement park no yes yes, uh, yes. yeah how do we get into this i was flipping the cracks yeah I, I was uh i god i'm gonna catch so much shit for this it was at opryland in nashville i'd moved to nashville to study music and i got this job at opryland and big g cereal sponsored it so i was lucky charms uh-uh the, wait <laughs> it, oh it gets better count chocula the honey nut cheerio b and tricks the rabbit. Those are my four yes. characters. Yes, those I are four amazing characters. I right? can't believe the only the only disappointment here is that you weren't the sugar snacks frog. Yeah, that we didn't oh. have that. We just had we just had the four. That's old school. That's if yeah. you're not old, you don't even know what that one. shit is. Yeah, that one. Do you remember? Did it make like this? Is a little gross, but the smack cereal made my urine smell like it <laughs> what it was like it was like asparagus so like you really? know how you use asparagus and then yeah, you, you yeah, have yeah, that yeah. you know it smell of asparagus. asparagus pee totally smacks did the same thing 
Dead Shut serious. Up. Wow. Yes. I think it's yeah. just filled with not real food. So it like stayed the same as it went it through your body. Be, it couldn't be. The body's <laughs> like, the body's just like, this has got to get out of here. This has got to go. Just don't even break yeah, it down. You guys yeah. just send it through. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, I was not the, I was not the frog, Nikki. Never oh. the frog. This is not the way I thought we were going to Hey, Lucky Charms show. was a good one. Lucky, Lucky Charms, Charms and, was the, the and way the, to go. And the, and the Honey Nut Cheer, Cheerio B, that's a, that's a phenomenal, you know, those yeah. are some great characters. The, the, the Trickster Rabbit was the best because he had these huge ears. And when kids would come by and they start poking you, you could just swing the head and hit them with the ears. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. It was Amazing. so good. That's some good stuff right there. I know. All right. Well, Josh, this has been great, man. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. I, no, I appreciate I'm, it. It was a really fun time. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed being on. So thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Nikki, great to talk to you for the 10th time today. As always. (laughs) All right. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us. We will chat with you guys soon.